Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIPP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, 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 Kingdom Influencing Nation. How are you today? I pray that wherever you are, wherever you're driving, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're listening, that the Spirit of Living God would impact you, would empower you, and would impart a word to you that will engage you and help you to better navigate society and all of the things that we go through on a regular basis. This is my prayer, and I pray it in Jesus' name for all of you out there. Listen, I'm excited because we're getting ready to start a new series. I haven't done a series in quite some while and in quite some time, but I feel led to uh, do a series uh, on the book of Judges. And, and really, the series is about leadership and leadership uh, goals and principles. But before I can get into leadership goals and principles, I I need to talk about some of the foundations of leadership because those foundations are often lost in the accolades of leadership. And we we have to be aware that we don't want to be in a position uh, where we're out of character, where we're out of place. What do I mean by out of character, out of place? I, I simply mean you're not prepared. You're not ready. And I know I talked about this in my last uh, couple of podcasts to a certain extent. But in a more detailed sense today, we want to make sure that we're aware of the antagonists that await us. Uh, those of us who want to pursue leadership, whether it be in corporate America or whether it be in education or whether it be in ministry or whether it be in sports and entertainment. It doesn't matter where there are open doors. There are always many adversaries. And our biggest adversary is not so much the devil himself, although he is a formidable force. But our biggest adversary is sin. And no one likes to talk about sin. No one likes to deal with sin. But the whole essence of the power of the cross is that God forgave us for our sins. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So his death and the shedding of his blood gave us the remission of sins and gave us an opportunity to walk upright before him. And the bottom line is that we have to all be cognizant that we sin and fall short of the glory of God every day. Now, people don't like to talk about that. That's 
you know, everybody likes to keep this posture of perfection and this posture of I made a mistake, but we have to sometimes correct and make a differentiation between what a mistake is and what sin is. And uh, sin is anything that disrupts the flow, the connectivity of our relationship with God. Sin is anything that separates us from the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And um, I thank God every day for his grace and every day for his mercy. But I'm also uh, very clear that my life is not perfect and that in spite of my imperfection and in spite of your imperfection, God still uses us. But we have to be cognizant that we have to cut off the bowels of sin, the, the connection to sin. We have to fight every day to free ourselves of sin. And uh, how am I going to I think I'd be better just getting right to the point here and illustrate what I mean by that and how it impacts leadership and how it impacts nations. And uh, over the course of the next few weeks, as I share, I try to do, you know, short uh, but uh, impactful uh, podcasts that should enlighten you and, and just help you to be a better you. And if you agree with the things that are shared and if you're blessed by the things that are shared again, I ask that you share this with your friends, family and colleagues. So let me start with an introduction to Judges, an introduction to Judges. Many people, you know, they start off, as soon as you say Judges, they may think about Deborah. But uh, one of the most popular Judges outside of Deborah, and she was a great judge, and I need to talk about her one day. As a matter of fact, I think I will one day as the Lord leads me, but um, it's Gideon. And when you think Judges 6, most people think Gideon. And you do well to do so because he is a major part of Judges chapter 6, but he is not the foundation for Judges chapter 6. The foundation for Judges chapter 6 is about Israel. So I'm going to read just um, maybe six verses, and and I'll read them slow, and I want you to hear this, and then I'm going to share, and, and then we're gonna, I'm going to be gone, and we'll pick up again next week. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for several years. They did evil, so they were sin in their lives. And sin always brings oppression. Um, but oppression under the uh, auspices of God will eventually bring you strength of character. It builds character. Uh, when we fight through sin, when we fight through the toxins of our life, when we fight through idolatrous behavior, it will build character in our life and help to put up some parameters and some borders. It's like being sick. Once you get sick with a certain disease, many times your body builds up antibodies against that disease. So, so the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years and the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel because the Midianites, because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves dens, caves, and strongholds, which are in the mountains. And you know that the children of Israel were not a mountainous people. Their culture was primarily agrarian or, or farming. And so here they are outside of the realm of what their normal indoctrination is in terms of their livelihood and the way that they conduct their lives. They're hiding in dens and caves and strongholds. But again, well, how did they get to this place? The children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them 
into the hand of Midian for seven years. So we have to realize that the, the byproduct of sin is oppression. And somebody or someone or something has authority or power over you that's oppression. So let, let's read some more. So it was whenever Israel had sown, the Midianites would come up. Also the Malachites and the people of East, which is probably the people of Mount Seir, would come up against them. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor donkey. For they would come up with their livestock and their tents, coming in as numerous as locusts, both they and their camels without number, and they would enter the land to destroy it. So these Amalekites and the uh, Midianites and the people of the east would come to Israel literally to destroy it. So Israel was greatly impoverished. That means they were in poverty. And because of the Midianites and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And it reminds me of many impoverished areas around the United States and around the world. And I don't know if we ever look to it. Is there a possibility? I'm going to ask a question based on this passage of scripture. Is there a possibility that there's a direct correlation between sin and poverty? Is there a direct correlation between sin and poverty? And, and you know, we can flip that around and, and talk about is there a direct correlation between greed and sin? But, but the bottom line, the two connecting factors for poverty and greed are both sin. So let's take a look at um, this text for a minute. Let me give you a quick introduction and I'll set some groundwork and we'll call it a day to day. But Israel was impoverished. What does impoverished mean? A person or an area made poor. So they were not intentionally to be poor, but because of their behavior, they were made poor. To be impoverished also takes on the nature of dep being deprived of strength or vitality, being deprived. So they weren't even strong enough collectively to ward off the attacks of the Midianites, the Amalekites, and the, and the children of the mountain. So watch this. This book opens talking about the state of Israel, both spiritually and naturally. They were out of sorts, listen, spiritually, and they were out of sorts naturally. Um, so, so watch this, and I need you to remember this as a key element of this talk. Remember, the natural realm is super ruled by the spiritual realm. The natural realm is super ruled by the spiritual realm. And we know this to be true because the realm where God is, is greater than the realm where we are. Okay. However, dysfunction in the natural realm, realm can adversely affect or significantly affect spiritual outcomes. It's the law of reaping and sowing. You reap what you sow. We act crazy. We reap craziness. We walk in disorder. We get disorder. It's, it's nothing. That's why I said earlier that as a leader, we have to be aware of the power of repentance, the power of grace, the power of mercy, the power of prayer to ask God to forgive us for our sins. Because if we walk in a sinful state and try to lead, what normally happens 
is that it that sinfulness leads to a modicum of blindness and if a leader can't see and a leader has no vision then the people perish see that that vision comes from god and it does not need to be corrupted by our lifestyles and by our uh attitudes or behavioral patterns that again negative negatively impact what god is doing in the spirit realm in the earth realm it starts in the spirit realm transfers to the earth realm you hear that in our prayers thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven so what watch this watch this watch this judges six then is not necessarily about gideon gideon plays a role gideon has a major part we do not take away from his significance. But Judges 6 is God calling his people to attention to let us know when we live in idolatrous ways that we will reap the oppression of that idolatry and it will slow, stymie the progress of what God intended for us. And if we want to be who God wants us to be, then we're going to have to cast off our wicked imaginations, cast off the connectivity to sin and idolatry, and begin to serve God in spirit and in truth. I mean, to really call on him, really believe in him, really try to walk this thing out. And I'm not saying it's easy, because you can be in certain environments that make this very stressful. However, if we put our attention on God, if we grab hold of the yoke, and if we keep praying. So, what do I mean? If you sin, repent. If you sin, repent. If you sin, repent. Keep praying. Keep at God, help me. God, build me up. God, strengthen me. God, alter my character. God, take things out of my life. We have to pray. God, make me holy. God, make me righteous. We have to pray the kinds of prayers. You see those prayers that we just I just mentioned? Notice, I didn't talk about God give me stuff, God give me money, God give me finances. God, that's not what God's for. See, those things he know we have need of, and he'll give us those things as, a, a, a how do you say, it? a bonus package, if you will. But that's not seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and knowing that all these things should be added unto us. When we're seeking his righteousness, we seek to be like him. So let me tell you why that's so important as a leader. Your individual and the collective destiny of the people that are tied to you are one and the same. Okay? So your call and your purpose is not about you. It is a part of a divine synergistic efforts that blesses an entire nation. Your call and your purpose what god has called you to do what god has purpose for you to do he calls you first gives you a right and gives you a season to walk in obedience and then he gives you purpose but he calls you first so you can go through all of the vicissitudes or the trials and tribulations that you'll encounter trying to answer the call of god then he allows you to walk in your purpose he did the same thing for jesus there was a call jesus was watch this in obscurity for 30 years but then he spent three years 
doing public ministry, his call. But then he spent six hours on the cross, his purpose. And so we have to be really clear that there are stages of leadership and obscurity is one of those stages. And so when we open this book, we don't even talk about Gideon. We talk about the state of Israel and the need for a Gideon. So his destiny and the destiny of Israel were tied together. So watch this. The entire nation was off in dens and caves and strongholds, and he was in a wine, wine press. There was no sustainable productivity for these Israelites. And every time they produce something that would help to sustain them or would help to give them vigor and strength, then the, the Midianites and the Malachites and Mount Seir would overtake them, overcome them. So watch this. At some point, we have to stop and look at our lives and begin to pray seriously against the oppressive nature of whatever that is. And, and we're talking in your, I'm talking your private life, whatever it is that's overcoming you, we have to pray and ask God, God, give us victory over that. We, we have to know that we need God as our father. So then this book or chapter is really not about Gideon, but about the power of and the strength of strongholds created by the sinful, destructive behavior of Israel, particularly when we talk about their idolatrous worship. And we'll talk more about that later. So then watch this. The Midianites don't or can oppress Gideon and Israel without sin. There can be no oppression in your life without sin. Sin is the doorway for spiritual oppression especially idolatry, idolatry. Let's, let's make it plain. Anything that we put in front of God, anything that means more to us than God does, whether it be our children, our spouses, our job, our education, whatever it is, our cars, our leisure, whatever it is, anything that we worship over God. So what is oppression? Oppression is prolonged, cruel, or unjust treatment, unjust treatment or control. That's what we see the Midianites exercising over the Israelites. Prolonged, cruel, or unjust treatment or control. So if you're going to become a leader in order to break the bondages that uh, those people that you will be impacting are dealing with, you must first learn to break your own bondages and begin to move in another area of development. So, so watch this. Last but not least, I want to talk about domination. Domination is the exercise of control or influence over someone or something on the state or the state of being controlled. Domination, the exercise of control or influence over someone or something or the state of being controlled. Israel was controlled by the Midianites simply because they allowed sin to control them. There's a one-to-one -one correlation. We can see it here. It's in the text. I don't have to make it up. There are one-to-one -one correlations in our own personal lives that we need to address. And you address it privately with God and let God give you a public victory. Hey, you've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. And any other uh, Twitter, 
any other uh, mechanism, the main mechanisms I'm already on platforms for uh, social medias. You can reach me there. But I want to tell you I love you. I appreciate you. And remember this. Go and influence the nations. God bless. Have a great week.